Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCready and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxie. Visit DeadSoxie.com and enter promo code RebelGrove at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now... Here's your host, Neil McCready. Welcome to another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. I'm Neil McCready. Zach Barry with me as well. It's been a little while since we got together. There's been a few things that have happened since uh, the last time we talked and we wrapped up the last recruiting class. Um, basketball season has ended. Everything has ended. Nothing's going on. We really don't know what's going to happen, and we'll talk about those things. It is uh, the first COVID-19 edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast. We'll get started in just a minute. Let me first tell you, I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call the number, ask for Corey Clark. You know the routine by now. If you think you're in the market for a car at any point, a truck at any point, give him a call, get a quote. At uh, the very least, it's going to help you moving forward. At the most, you're going to hop yourself into a Clark Ford, and you will never regret the decision. Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your truck guys. They want to be your car guys. They'll prove that to you. 662-257-1900. Dead Soxie knows these are uncertain times. They understand that oftentimes advertisers do everything imaginable to gather, to garner your attention away from the worries of the world as if they have some magic potion that will solve a problem in your life and help you forget about everything else. While they would love to solve your sock problems, they do realize that may fall on deaf ears, or as some would say, it's tone deaf. No tricks, no gimmicks. Dead Soxie wants you to be comfortable down to the socks that you're wearing. They want to kick this pandemic out of this world, and they have just the right socks to do it in. Visit deadsoxy.com. Use the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout to receive 30% off all orders. Stay safe and stay Soxy. Zach, how are you? Neil, how are uh, how how's the uh, the soap stock in your uh, in your closet? How's the hand sanitizer? Oh, the soap stock is uh, it's 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 we're solid, we're solid. Uh, hand sanitizer is there. We still have some left. I mean, if this if if it sounds like the local stores are getting a hold on the hoarding, and it ought to be okay if they can kind of restock themselves. Oxford fell victim to the great panic of uh, hoarding. There was uh, no. I went to Kroger early this morning. Uh, there was no toilet paper, which I'm still amazed that that is the first thing anyone thinks of um, <laughs> when when you're told that there's a, a pandemic and shutdown could happen. The first thing people think about is how am I going to clean myself? That's yeah. not, that's not the first thing I think of because in my house we have multiple showers. If it came to that. Um, so it, it's uh, apparently people just plan on doing a lot of pooping. Apparently, people are really like locked in on that. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, there's nothing else to do. I think I'm going to go to the bathroom again. So um, yeah, that's okay. We're okay. Got we, we, yeah. we've had a lot of family time, a lot of togetherness. I sense I sense some stress from the younger people in terms of the home confinement. Um, <laughs> I've told people that I have been socially distancing for the better part of four plus years now, and this is <laughs> there's nothing new about this to me. And I'm, I'm serious when I say this to you, Zach. 
this just feels normal. I mean, I don't ever, I don't ever go anywhere. I don't really ever talk to many people. I, I work from home. I work from my, my, the studio office that I have. And, uh, I'm I'm in it as much as I am. I, I watch the only thing that's missing is now instead of watching games that are played today, I'm watching games that were played twenty something years ago. I was watching before we got started a nineteen seventy six game between uh the Tigers and the Yankees on MLB Network. And if I'm honest, I was really kind of enjoying it. So I I mean, it's I don't know. My I'm I'm learning apparently that I'm really weird. I, I'm getting texts from people, uh, my brother uh, Gabe DeArmond, people that, like this is day four. I'm losing my mind. Or, or, or what are we doing? And I'm like, God, really? Are you guys? Is it that bad? Because I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even a little stressed. What about you? I know this is different for you because you're usually on the road a lot. And now you're, you're, you're at home. Well, it's it's actually, uh, I'm kind of in that same boat as you. I mean, I work from home, so I'm pretty much doing the exact same thing that I normally do, except, uh, you know, the the gym that I frequent is closed now. Um, we, my wife and I enjoy going out to, to restaurants. It's kind of like one of our favorite things to do is go eat at at new places around town. We obviously can't do that. You know, we can't go sit down somewhere. So that's the bummer. Um, I will say I forgot how much I enjoyed, uh, running and I've run the past two days and I feel great. Yeah. I got out and ran this morning actually, uh, because Campbell wanted to use the Peloton and I was like, okay, whatever, whatever we need to do to keep the peace. And uh, yeah. I went out and ran and uh, kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, I uh, took the took the uh, took the big dog with me both times. Get her, get her out there. Get her get some of that energy out. But, uh, but yeah, it was nice. I, I'm probably gonna have to get a new pair of shoes. Yeah, um, the ones I got some New Balance, uh, some fresh foams, but they're pretty old and a little worn. So I'm gonna have to probably get some new shoes. But uh, yeah, it felt good. Get out there and. Uh, I don't know if you. I have the Apple Watch. I like that. I prefer that over the Fitbit. I had the Fitbit. Um, and I feel like the Apple Watch is a little more accurate. I need to get something like that to measure my distances and stuff. That, that on down the road, when we get to the other side of this, maybe that's something I'll I'll do. Right now, I think it's important that we put all of our attention where it belongs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that I mean, is I, on Zach Evans. What in the world is going to happen <laughs> with Zach Evans? Um, yeah, nobody knows. Let's talk about how the coronavirus affects Zach Evans, his recruitment, him. He's in Houston. They've, uh, they've had some cases in Houston. Does Zach Evans, I'm kidding. So what, what, what is, I started to say, does his recruiting get changed if he gets the coronavirus? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, it's, it's funny because I always make, I've made this joke for however many years that I've quote unquote covered recruiting, whether it be for red cup or for rebel Grove, but I've always said, you know, recruiting never stops and it still hasn't stopped, but it's come to a halt for a lot of, uh, there's some big name, uh, big name recruits that were already trying to, um, you know, schedule out official visits at, you know, Hudson Wolf, the tight end, um, out of Tennessee, the number one tight end in the country. He took a, a, an unofficial to Ole Miss for the junior day. He was already trying to get some officials scheduled because we've talked about it already with the calendar being moved up. Uh, guys are wanting to take these officials early and you know make their decision and get it to a class. So that's that's the biggest thing right now is that you know 
getting on an airplane, um, going into an airport in general, you know, going to different campuses, being around large groups of people. People aren't doing that right now because they're taking precautions. So that's that's the biggest thing for me is just the, the whole visit schedule is put almost to a complete halt. There's a recruiting moratorium through April the 20th, I think. Yeah, I guess that's like the new dead period now. Um, I anticipate, based on things I've been told, that that is going to be extended. Uh, when it, mm. when it comes, I, th- I think um, I think it's I do I think it's going to be extended. If even if it's not, it it the uh, the NLI period has been extended through. There's a moratorium on NLIs through April the I don't know. All these dates sort of run together after a while. Somewhere between April fifteenth and twentieth. I don't know. Pick your day, and it's close to right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that gets extended because here's the thing: if you can't take visits, and right now you can't. And if coaches can't go recruit, and right now they can't, um, how do you make some of the decisions that are necessary in recruiting where everything is kind of relationship-based? I guess you can do a lot of it the way that you and I are communicating right now, and you can have Skype and FaceTime and, and, and Zoom and all those things, but at some point you're going to want to, uh, you're going to want to see the facilities and see the people and see the town and all of those things. And if you can't do that, it's kind of difficult to make a big decision like that. Yeah, uh, noted, um, uh, you know, noted genius and uh, critical thinker uh, Les Miles in Kansas, uh, they're doing a virtual junior day. Uh, I did see that. Um, I mean, honestly, in in this kind of, you know, this day and age with everything that's going on, it's not a bad idea. No, it's not. Kids on Skype. Yeah, it's not a bad idea at all. I'm I'm sure, and I'm sure a lot of people are doing that kind of thing. I can just imagine some of the people trying to hang out outside of the building to cover the virtual <laughs> junior day. Yeah. Um, that's that's the thing is because if you're Ole Miss as a program that is having to compete in the Southeast and, uh, you know, Texas and Florida for these recruits, um, you, you kind of, you know, hope that, you know, in a regular recruiting calendar, the the big fish kind of, either wait to decide later or, you know, the bigger schools with, you know, bigger networks, uh, more depth in terms of bagmen, if you will, um, kind of get their own, you know, get their classes kind of settled. And then Ole Miss can kind of go in and start picking and choosing which high profile guys they want to target and which, you know, 5.7, three stars, low four stars they want to go after. Because, you know, for being real, Ole Miss is, is really trying to create a name for itself again and is really trying to reinvigorate a network to uh, recruit at a high level. Now, with everything put to a complete halt, and like you said, it might stretch into middle of April, end of April, and into May, everybody is going to, it's just going to be a complete logjam for all of these top recruits. Um, that is unless you're North Carolina and you have Mac Brown because they have apparently just not even skipped a beat over there. But um all jokes aside, that's the one negative about this is that these recruits can't visit anywhere. And like you said, that's that's a recruits want to visit because they, they need to meet in person, see the facilities, see the campus. Can't do that now. So well, everybody's we'll use, just going to be up for grabs. We'll use Evans as an example. He was planning to visit uh, Ole Miss and Florida this month, according to what I'm told. He can't take either one of those visits. Um, I don't know whether he – now, look, he's a little different deal because he can't sign an NLI because of the way the rules are. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, he he's he's going to uh I would assume if this all goes the way that we're all hoping it does. I mean, look, I mean the underlying thing here that no one knows and this doesn't really I don't think this pertains to anything. I don't think it pertains to basketball at all. It pertains to football at this point. Until we know there's a season, we don't know there's a season. There's a lot of comments, a lot of a lot of uh analysis of what Greg Sankey said yesterday. I put up the the entire transcript on rebelgrove.com. It's a long transcript, but it's worth reading. He at no point said he's 100% confident, completely confident that there's going to be a football season. There are coaches out there that are deeply worried that there won't be a football season. There are people out there that think well, the big recruiting story that you and I are going to be talking about in November, assuming that there's anyone that still subscribes, at that point, I'm being a little facetious, I'm just trying to kind of comfort myself here, uh, that the big thing we're going to be talking about is are you recruiting two classes at once? That is something that, oh boy, that would be a doozy to cover. But, uh, that, I mean, that's a legitimate worry right now. And we were talking about it before we started. If proper, you know, you know, putting a pause here on the recruiting talk and just talking real world, you know, everyday life talk, if people aren't taking this serious, it's going to affect everything. And the trickle-down effect is going to continue to affect sports. And the world that we all love in the world of athletics and competition and student-athletes you know, for the betterment of, you know, you know, colleges and, and, you know, the wholesome game of college football, that's going to be non-existent if people aren't, you know, self-quarantining, you know, taking precautions with, you know, going out in public, you know, only if they absolutely have to. Um, yeah, there's a real chance that, that the fall will be a very boring fall, and that is something that we definitely do not need. Um so, yeah, I mean, that's, oh, man, that's something that I, I don't even want to think about in terms of not only missing the season, but just the absolute just conundrum. And, I mean, shitstorm is probably the best way to describe what it would be like to recruit two classes at once. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to go there and get away freaked out. I will say this from a real-life standpoint. I sometimes wish, I, you know, Ed Orgeron did it. Everybody joked around about it, but I bet it was pretty effective. I, I do wish, like in Alabama, for example, Nick Saban would talk. I wish he would come out and say, hey, you know, if you're not going to do it for anything else, do it so we can play football in the fall. Yeah. I, I mean, we joke, we, we joke about this, but for a lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that – I know they're worried about their businesses and they're worried about their jobs and a lot of stuff, but I get I get the comment too much for it not to be true. There's a lot of people that are mad that their sports have been taken away. Mm-hmm. And we're not even talking about football. They had college, yeah. and I'm not minimizing college baseball. I know it is very, very popular. I'm not minimizing it at all. I realize that people love it. But on a given weekend, you know, even at a place like Ole Miss, which is probably top ten in the in the country in attendance, maybe top five. I don't know, maybe top three. Uh, you're talking what ten thousand people at a game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at Arkansas, same thing. Uh, you know, places like that. We're talking about people lost the NCAA tournament. Big deal, big deal. But it's it's just just two. It's only really two weekends, and really the vast majority of Americans only care about one weekend. This one that we would be starting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if we're just being honest. Yeah, and people uh, they lost the Masters, and there's a lot of people that love the Masters, but that's not that mainstream. I mean, it is, but it's not. It's and it's just one weekend, 
And the majority of the people that get into the Masters don't get into it until sun- Sunday. They watch one. Right. They watch one day. So my point is, if the people that are wor- worked up about losing their sports, there's a few people that miss the NBA playoffs that are, should be starting in three weeks and aren't. There are a few people like me who would normally be today would be one week until opening day, and I'd be geeked up about it. And there are people who miss spring football. But spring football is still spring football, Zach. It's it's still spring football. This would have been today would have been Ole Miss's second spring practice, and they would have been running around in shorts and helmets. And uh, no one would have been able to tell anything except for the people that would have made 100 practice observations about how everybody's bigger, stronger, faster, and, and completely bought in. So, I mean, I, I could write that practice report right now for people, and it would replace it. It would be pretty close to accurate. My point is none of that is the stuff that, that really matters to people. Yeah. When media days doesn't happen in July, if it doesn't happen, and it becomes obvious, that's, that's going to be the day. It's the mm-hmm. 17th, 18th, 19th, somewhere in there of July. When all the media is supposed to be convening in Atlanta to have SEC kickoff 2020, and they're not there, panic's going to set in. It's going to get real. When no one at that point can say for sure, oh, yeah, no, everybody's reporting in a, in a, in a week. Everybody's getting kicked off here in two weeks. We're getting started with fall camp. When NFL training camps don't open in late July, if we get to that place, there's a fall without football. People will look back and go, God, I kind of wish I'd socially distanced. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's a good point that you brought up about football coaches because, I mean, these, you know, we, we talked about that on our show about college baseball and how Oxford desperately needs college baseball. They desperately need those big SEC weekends. They need Double Decker. They need sure. the Grove Bowl. That's, I mean,. Mayor Tannehill, you know, probably needs to ask Lane Kiffin, "Hey, could you do a commercial like Ed Orgeron did? You need to get, you know, down in Starkville. You need to get Mike Leach to do one. I mean, every SEC school probably should ask their coach to do one because, yeah, like you said, there are a ton of people that the only thing they're concerned about is college football and they want it back. And look, I mean, there are a lot of people that hang on every single word that Donald Trump says. There are also a ton of people that hang on every single word that Kirby Smart says. So." That's probably not the worst plan is to go and tell these these high profile names, these big coaches in the SEC, hey, we need you to to do something like in you know put your face out there, put you know you telling people to social distance, you telling people to stay inside. You know that's maybe that's the way to get people to pay attention and to take this serious. Yeah, it could be. I I mean I I have told people, man, people are like oh you're you're overreacting. I hope so. I will freely, I, I will freely sit here and be made fun of. I'll, oh yeah, I will be happy. I, I'll, I'll sit and take it. It'll be like you know the guy that sits in the dunking booth. I'll sit there all day long and you just dunk me all day. Dunk, dunk, dunk. I'll take it because I'll, I'm, I'm winning at the end because I, I, I know I get a football season. Kids get to go back to school. Kids get to go back to college. All is good. Uh, Lane Kiffin, the, the, the Kiffin era will begin, and we'll be back to talking about. Um, can Ole Miss get the next Zach Evans, whoever that is? Bless his heart. Um, you know, we'll be back to that. That means I win. I, I'm for that. I hope I'm overreacting. I hope people like you are overreacting. I hope we are all being ridiculed in the middle of summer so that I can go on, on a vacation with my family and, and chill at the beach and, you know, pop a, a beer and, and read a book and I can turn on my, my phone and listen to a Cubs, whoever they're playing game that day in Chicago and be worried about whether Chris Bryant can drive in a winning run in the eighth inning. I, I, I mean, I, that's, if you tell me I get to have that stuff back, 
in totally in yeah absolutely yeah that's that's kind of my thing is um i was telling some friends we were kind of discussing it and i was like look we either hunker down take this serious and it's going to be a really really tough eight to ten weeks or we don't and everybody just kind of you know eh, whatever like i'm young it doesn't matter to me I'm going to keep living my life. Then it's going to be a real eight to 10 tough months and it could be 12 months and it could go into 2021 and you have nothing and you have no sports. You, you have to really take, take this serious and sit at home, hunker down. You can't talk to anybody. You can't see family members. You can't go anywhere. I mean, come on, which one would you rather have? Like that's, that's such an easy decision to make. Yeah, I think so too. I just, there's a lot of people and I I know I'm, People say you're minimizing the financial impact this is having on people. No, I see it. You know, it's it's going to impact me too. I get it. I, 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 there's no way around that. I just, I don't know at this point what alternative we have. I mean, you know, the if we're if we're willing as a society to say, well, you know, we don't think this thing is real. Let's open everything back up. Let's go wide open. That's a hell of a gamble. And then there's a reason, and you know this, obviously. I'm I'm not even being facetious. I'm I'm actually being real. It's a reason no one's done that. The governor of Mississippi, who is a staunch Republican, just closed schools through April the seventeenth, and most people whispering, yeah. and most people whispering, saying they're not going to open. Yeah, you know, come I, on, I, if you know, if Tater, if Tater Tot's taking it serious, come on. Well, in all seriousness, you know, I mean, for a minute, if if Tate Reeves, if there were ever going to be someone who would say, no, this is stupid, this is a hoax, this is not real. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, 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 you Yankees are crazy. It would be this guy. And he, it's not what he yeah. did. He, it's not what he did. He came out and he, he, he said, Hey, we're closing schools through April the 17th and we're going to try to figure this out and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, you know, that it, it's, it's, it's obviously, it's obviously very real. So anyway, um, I guess a couple of other things that have happened in recruiting since the last time we talked. You and I both, I think, thought Colton Gauthier would be uh, – I, I thought he would be a member of Ole Miss's recruiting class, signing class, and I guess at, at some point he still might be. But quarterbacks very rarely flip. He committed to South Carolina pretty recently. How much did that surprise you, if at all? Uh, I mean, I was I was on the same page with you there. I thought Ole Miss had a really good shot. I, people, A lot of people on the board were – Blindsided, I you know I I think since the beginning, uh, I believe South Carolina was his first offer. Um, lives somewhat close to Columbia, so there's a little bit of a geographical edge given there. But I always thought it was going to be either Ole Miss or South Carolina, and you know make all the jokes you want about winning games and you know cussing on the sideline and punching dry race boards, but Will Muschamp recruits his tail off and they signed another really good class last year and they continue to do so um i i was i was a little surprised i thought that he might want to pump the brakes a little bit and like wait to to decide but um maybe he's wanting to go ahead and jump into that class and try to build it up a little more but um yeah i was a little a little surprised there but i i I mentioned in the in the chicks on the on the message board that this kind of resets the quarterback uh, the quarterback board a little bit because I thought that Gauthier was their number one guy. Um, so now, I mean, do they go back and really focus on trying to flip a guy like Luke, Luke Altmaier, or do they 
turn to Texas and you know look at a Caden Salter or um, you know somebody like Drones, a, a really really productive dual threat guy um, out of Texas. So it definitely resets things. But as we talked about earlier in the show, there's no rush right now with everything being you know at a standstill. But yeah, it was a little bit surprising. So for the people that didn't see that or didn't read it, first of all, shame on you. You should be subscribing to rebelgrove.com. You'd get all that information spur of the moment uh, up to the minute. But for those that didn't, kind of tell me how Gauthier coming off the board. Uh, I know Altmeyer is off the board, at least from a commitment standpoint. He committed to Florida State. How, how, what does the quarterback board look like to your knowledge at this point? Well, Altmeyer, the, the 6'2", 185 kid from Starkville, he, he is committed to Florida State, committed back early uh, February. Uh, I would say, because you and I have talked about it, um, either on the show, on the message board, or just to each other, the staff really likes him as a prospect. Um, and then the, the other two names that I mentioned, Caden Salter um, from Cedar Hill, Texas. Ole Miss has had a lot of success recruiting Cedar Hill. That's where Quincy had a boy show and DeMarcus Lodge went to school. Uh, they really like him. He came for the junior day. And then Kyron Drones is another guy. He's rated a little bit lower than Salter. I think he's an underrated prospect. 6'2", uh, close to 200-pound dual threat quarterback from Shadow Creek in Houston, Texas. Uh, very, very productive quarterback. Um, somebody that led Shadow Creek to an undefeated season. Uh, put up a ton, a ton of, of, uh, of stats. I mean, just tons of yards running, throwing. A lot of um, a lot of touchdowns on the ground through the air. Just a very productive guy. Um, I think those are probably the three that I would look at right now uh, for their board. I don't really know of any other names right now that really jump out to me. I don't know if you've heard anything else. Um, I really haven't. Those are the those are the ones that I've that I think they would focus on. I think it's one of the kind of coming full circle in what we're talking about. It's one of those deals where. Quarterbacks, especially, those are relationships. You want everybody needs to be comfortable with one another. It's such a big part of, of a program. It's such a big part of a recruiting class. You don't make that decision just kind of spur of the moment. You want that kid mm-hmm. to come to campus. You want to get to know him. You want to get it's it's what's going to be uh Yeah, I even thought about this. How interesting is the prospect of recruiting when you don't have a camp season? For a lot of these coaches, mm-hmm. quite frankly, now look, Ole Miss is in a little different boat because first-year coaches do want to have spring practice. After the first-year coaches are pretty much willing to punt on spring <laughs> practice if they're yeah. being totally honest. Um, but they do want the camp season. They do want those kids in campus and on campus, and that's in June, and that's still very much in play. But it's it's in the iffy category because we just don't know what, what we're dealing with in June. Mm-hmm. But if you can't bring kids to your campus in June and you can't work them out and you can't get to know them, if this thing starts stretching into a fall deal where high school seasons get suspended or, or postponed or delayed, your your evaluation period gets dramatically reduced. I mean, the one thing that would come out of it from a – and I say positive in the in the very most contextual terms – a lot of people miss the drama of late recruiting. You'd have that plenty. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, I mentioned that earlier with how it's just going to be a log jam with all these kids that haven't decided where they want to go because they haven't been able to take trips or take visits, I should say. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's something um, – it kind of really gives them time 
to kind of reevaluate who they're looking at, but it also really, you know, their their feet are put to the fire here. Um, I mean, pretty much all the guys that they have offered um, have pretty much committed somewhere already. And like you said, Neil, they re- quarterbacks rarely flip. Um, I, if I had to throw out any other names, I mean, Ty Key's out there. He's an in-state guy, but I, I really don't think the staff is looking too hard at him, um, it, just from what I've heard. And the other one would be Aaron McLaughlin, the uh, four-star out of Alpharetta. Um, but I think NC State has really turned up the heat on him. Um, Aaron was at one time uh, committed to Auburn and then uh, decided to step away from that. So um, that's pretty much it right now. I mean, they're, they uh, the quarterback room is, is not completely bare. We know that. But you do need to get a quarterback in this class. So I'm interested to see what, what Kiffin and uh, Jeff Levy do. Uh, I will tell you real quick before we switch to basketball and how this could impact basketball where it's really interesting. I know that uh, both of us are uh, big fans of Greg Jones and the people at LB's Meat Market. Uh, I was just there earlier today, heading back a little later today to pick up a a meatloaf for tonight. If you are uh, in or around Oxford, I know these are weird times. You're looking for uh, something that's a little familiarity, something kind of comforting. I would suggest LB's Meat Market. I think Zach would as well. It is located 2008 University Avenue in Oxford. It's kind of right across the street from Kroger. And uh, while Kroger, and and listen, kudos to the people at Kroger for the work they do, at Larson's for the work they do. Sometimes those places can get a little chaotic. Um, LB's, not 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 as much. Now, they're busy as hell, but it's a little different feel. They, they, you're not going up and down the aisles getting uh, run over for, for toilet paper or paper towels or cleaning supplies. It's just meat. All the freshest cuts, ground beef, steak, uh, uh, chicken, pork, fish from the Gulf. It's got, uh, you can go in there on the left. There's a frozen section that uh, is. I saw he was doing some Wagyu burgers today. Yeah, too. doing. I saw those. Those were getting made. So there's a lot there if you want to. Uh, you want to get something, put some stuff in your freezer even, or if you just want to take some of the stress away from cooking. I know this is a stressful time. A lot of people are used to eating out a lot, and that is no longer as much of an option for people. And so um, suggest LBs if you're in or around Oxford. 662-259-2999 is the number. You can call that number if you are just, uh, and I'm not making fun when I say this because I told Zach I was in Kroger this morning, and I was a nervous wreck the whole time. Just every person I saw is like, don't breathe, don't breathe, don't breathe. Um, you know, if you're one of those people and it just the, the idea makes you nervous, that's cool. No big deal. Uh, no one's going to make fun. Call that number. Tell Greg what you want. I think you can even prepay. Uh, you can get all that done where they'll put it in the trunk of your car, in the back seat of your car, or whatnot, and you can limit that human interaction to virtually nothing and uh, enjoy a, a great meal uh, from LB's this evening. Uh, basketball recruiting. The season's over. Ole Miss, one of the few teams that had a normal end, unfortunately, for the Rebels to their uh, NCAA tournament hopes to their to their season. Ole Miss lost on Wednesday night, a week ago Wednesday, in uh, Nashville against Georgia to end their season. I think 15 and 17. It just sort of seems inconsequential now. It turned the attention to recruiting, uh, as you reported, Franco Miller uh, has entered the transfer portal. He won't be the last one, I don't think. Brian Tyree's career is over. Um, 
I know there's a lot of names kind of out there in the in the transfer world as potential possibilities. I will tell you that I've dug around a little just in the last time that we've been talking. There was some talk about Xavier Pinson from Missouri. Uh, talking to people who cover Missouri, you can figure that out. They did a little digging, and they're not getting anything there. It doesn't mean it's not happening, but no one at Missouri seems to know it, which would tell me that they're either fighting to keep him or they feel like they're going to. I will, I will start this off with, we'll start with some good news because it's been kind of hectic here um, just all over the place with not not even just, just the COVID-19, but just how recruiting is just completely halted and everything's wild and, and crazy. Um, I do think at some point it, it's, it's, it's a matter of, of, of when and now, you know, knock on wood, whatever you want to say, if, if it doesn't happen, then it's my fault that I said it on the Soft Verbal Podcast. Um, but I, I do think Deshaun Ruffin is going to join this 2021 20, class at some point. He closed out an absolute, just ridiculously good junior season uh, for Callaway. Just put on an absolute show at the Pavilion in the state in the state title game. Callaway won, I believe, their sixth 5A title. Um, I think he's going to join the 2021 class. I say that because I feel like you can kind of, for the most part, count him in, and that's going to you know, you mentioned with Franco Miller leaving, not the last one. You got to open up some spots if you're going to add some folks. Um, there was a little bit of discussion on the board, Neil, about how many spots are left, who's taking whose spot. Um, we've talked about it ad nauseum. You and Chase have talked about it plenty. It's pretty much self-explanatory at this point. Jarkel Joyner is going to take Brian Tyree's spot, and then after that, you know, who's you know what's Matthew Morell going to do? I mean, I guess you could say that as of this moment, Matthew Morell takes Franco Miller's spot. Right. So then, um, as you just move on down the timeline here, Deshaun Ruffin coming in. Um, but now he's got another attrition. year. He's got another year of high school. True. Um, but just like moving on to the transfer portal, because we can talk about it here in a minute. Ole Miss has been very, very active in terms of contacting people in the portal. Now, what are they going to do? Yeah, here's what the deal is, and I, I really believe this. I, I think they, they want to get a couple of guys out of the portal, one at least. The problem is everybody else wants those guys too. You know, I mean, like the kid from Pitt, uh, who you mentioned in, in the in the Nuggets, I think his name is McGlowan. Yeah, Ole Miss contacted him and, and is interested. So are about 20 other schools. Yeah. And so how do you get that done? It, it, at the end of the day, that's what this is all about, the ability to finish – one of these recruiting battles. Um, but for each guy that they get, someone's got to go. And I can think of one, two, three other candidates that you would process out. But you don't process them out until you know how you replace them. Because right. you, you don't want to process them out, and then you can't replace them with quality. And, and now you've just kicked the can down the road, which is not the, the path to winning. Uh, I think they'd love to... There's some high school guys out there, but again, here's the problem. They're not playing, which means now you can't evaluate them. Yeah. And, and the, I mean, the just... game the game really has changed due to the coronavirus. It the recruiting game is completely different right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is completely stopped. Major League so, Baseball, Zach, uh Chase and I talked about this. We're gonna talk about it again tomorrow on the Oxford Exxon podcast. Major League Baseball is talking about killing their draft this year not holding the draft they've completely suspended international scouting and they might k- 
kill international signing for a year. Everything is potentially yeah. getting delayed. I don't know what the NFL is going to do about the draft. I, I guess they're going to do a cyber draft where they do it online. Yeah. Where it's you know, I mean, I guess the NFL like they, a, they've can- like, like like you're doing a fantasy draft. Yeah, they've canceled pro days. I don't know what's going to happen with the NFL draft with the NBA draft. I should say they they had to cancel all of their. Not only did they cancel the NCAA tournament, but they're canceling the Chicago tournament, the Portsmouth stuff, where they do all these evaluations. Uh, can you how do you can you bring guys into your facility and work them out? Is that going to be allowed? Is the is the NBA going to say that's yeah, cool? I mean, we're in terms of sports. I mean, we're talking about recruiting, and and then you know the the professional side of recruiting has been halted right now. Really, it's it's amazing how everything is so on hold and so unknown, and no one knows. And you, we can't. The truth is, we can't answer any of these questions until we know what the timetable is for sort of getting back to normal. And I don't know that anyone knows that. And and uh, you know, I mean, again, it's just it's it's crazy how uh, Greg Sankey said this yesterday, and I, and and he, I felt like he was my spirit animal for the very first time. I have always said that don't be afraid to say I don't know. That I don't know is not an unintelligent answer. And Greg Sankey essentially said the same thing at, the, at his press conference, his teleconference. He said, "I'm going to some of the questions you all are going to ask. The answer is I don't know, and it's because I don't know." Yeah, I mean, there's just so much you know uncertainty and a lot of unknowns out there right now. I mean, they're apparently making strides more and more each passing day to getting some kind of vaccine, some kind of, um, you know, something to slow this down, slow the spread down. I mean, these cases keep popping up everywhere and people keep talking about it. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, honestly, it's good because that means that people are getting tested and they're finding out who has it and they're making more and more progress towards getting this solved and trying to, you know, get it to where this is like going to Walgreens to get your flu shot. You'll just... Head on, head on down to the Walgreens to get your COVID nineteen shot. I mean, that's what we we need. That and I'm going to interrupt. I'm going I'm to interrupt here for the people okay. who for the people who don't believe. And I was one of you about two weeks ago. This is uh, Sam Carlin, who is a uh, political writer. He works for uh, Baton Rouge Advocate, New Orleans at, no, at NOLA News. You can he, Sam Carlin is his deal. He tweets this two minutes ago as we tape this on Thursday afternoon at 1.53 in the afternoon. Uh, Louisiana governor says on a phone call with Donald Trump and other governors that modeling shows Louisiana could exceed its health care capacity in seven days. Seven days. Mm. In seven days. Oh. So we don't, we, don't know, we don't know what this thing looks like. So the people that ask a lot of questions about recruiting, and, and I get it, man. I, it's, it's a, sports is a... Uh, an escape. Sports is a diversion. Sports is a comfort. I think for a lot of people, me included. Mm-hmm. If I'm on, it's kind of funny. I'll, you know, it's an escape. Yeah, uh, my wife Laura yesterday kind of said, "I said it just you know feels weird not to have sports on in the background." And she said, "She said I know I'm kind of I'm so used to that sound and it's not there anymore and I kind of miss it." And Laura's not a big sports fan. I mean, she likes sports fine. She knows that that's what I do for a living. But she's not going to – I mean, if I sit there and make her subject her to a nine-inning Cubs-Reds game, she's not going to be particularly happy with me. Um, but, yes, you know, it's, I, I think you know we're so used to that being our soundtracks. I get it. I get where people are coming from with the stress of it. But the truth is, man, nobody knows. Nobody knows where this 
where this thing is going. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons I, I told people this, one of the reasons that spring football can't happen, just can't, is that you can't conduct a spring football practice with a hundred some odd people without medical people out there. And mm-hmm. you, you can't pull medical people away from what they need to be doing right now to, to work something that's unnecessary. Right. Yeah. I mean, sports, uh, spring practice, especially can be put on the back burner while we try to fix this and try to, 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 for the greater good of the nation. It's why we've got to get this thing and not to interrupt you, but to finish my point that I just realized I was, I was making, I didn't, you didn't interrupt me. I interrupted myself. It's why in September, if we don't have this thing under control, it's why football can't happen. Ole Miss and Houston, I mean, Ole Miss and Baylor can't play in Houston and which means that you have to have all this, the, the, the police, presence there and you have to have medical people there and, and and emergency medical people on on standby just in case god forbid someone's severely injured you can't afford to pull those people away from hospitals and medical places to go to a, an, a football game yeah no i mean that's you know, this is you know the they declared a state of emergency you know a national emergency whatever you want to call it i mean that's that is absolutely on the back burner, not important. That nobody, nobody's going to take the, the the kickoff classic, whatever they call it, in Houston between Ole Miss and Baylor is not going to take precedent over helping the well-being and the health of people in Texas and then elsewhere. They're not going to, yeah. There, there's no, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, people need to, you know, taking a step back from recruiting, talking here and basketball and all that. I mean, people need to take it serious. Like this is not a joke. Like the people that. Uh, you know, I, I had friends that are, you know, you know, oh, I'm going out one last time, or you know, I'm well, I'm going to the bar, and I'm, you know, I'll just, I just won't touch anybody. Like, no, like that's that's stupid. Like that, that's that's that, you know, it's borderline. I wouldn't even say it's borderline. It's selfish. It's well, it's in the air. It's a breathe. You, you breathe it. The the yeah. You, we should all keep our hands clean. Absolutely, we should all wash our hands and and sing our sing our favorite twenty second plus song while we do it and. Uh, my mother says to recite the Lord's Prayer each time we do it, and I've kind of caught myself doing that here lately. Um, we should use hand sanitizer. We should keep our hands. I think Freeze said that on the Oxford Exxon podcast, too. Did he? Oh, there you go. See, we've always been super close. Uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, you can put the hand sanitizer, all that stuff, but it's it's in the air. You can breathe it. <sighs> yeah. I mean, the, there's no reason. There's no need. I mean, the people that are, like, losing their mind – in a self quarantine when what are we day four or five, whatever it is like, come on. Are you really that dependent on like the outside world? Like there's, I told somebody that I told somebody that today, you know, I was like, there are enough streaming services out there now to where you can find something to watch or to entertain yourself or hell go out and run, read a book, like do something else. Like just relax. Yeah. Well, just, I don't know. I, I get it. I don't want to make fun of anybody. I understand. I just, we, we got to, <laughs> we got to get it done. Speaking of tweets, uh, Michael Casagrande tweets, Bryant Denny stadium renovation continues on schedule. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this ain't stopping that. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, well, I was, I meant to mention this earlier and this might, you know, little, uh, little passing of the piece here for, uh, for the, for the OEP, talking about scouting being halted. I mean, you know, try to get Stephen Head on the show and, and ask him, like, what, what they're doing right now. Like, what, what is he doing 
since he's not out as a Midwest scout for the Dodgers. Oh, that's a good point. We probably could probably, and, we probably could pull that off because yeah, they're having to do everything kind of online. Like I know that you know they're asking, which, which is impossible for a scout to do. Yeah, asking pitchers to put their entire workout online. You know, and then you got to get, yeah. you get you. It's hard to get metrics. Can you can you believe the metrics? Can that's why I think today the the MLB draft is in deep trouble. I, I think at a very minimum it's going to get backed up. Well, and and speaking of that, if you're an Ole Miss baseball fan, that's you know music to your ears. I mean, what what are Anthony Servideo and Tyler Keating going to do? Are they going to take two years off? I mean, I feel like they're going to come back. I would think Ole Miss. It, we we used. Uh, Keston Hirstad, the Arkansas kind of probably all American player. You know, oh, you know, I mean, oh, he, Heston. Heston is it Heston Kirstad? Yeah, I don't know his name because it feels like he's been there for nine years. I would think he would have to come back. You know, he's a guy that was going to be probably a very early pick and make a lot of money, but if he doesn't get drafted, I guess yeah. he, he, I guess guys like what you just mentioned, like him and Keenum and. Guys like that, I guess they could Keenan, I should say. I guess those Servideo, I guess those guys could go play, you know, semi pro ball or whatever it's called. For, I don't know. I don't know what they would do. It's weird. Yeah, it's just it's there's it's the more. I guess it's the uh, the title of the story. Just everything's unknown. Well, and you bringing up Arkansas. I mean, this is almost kind of a good thing for a guy like Casey Martin, who as a junior started on a just awful tear just like that i'm pretty sure dave van horn benched him and this is you know you're starting shortstop on your omaha team and you know all sec was on the golden spikes award watch list i mean i'm pretty sure he was a top you know projected top three round pick and just had an absolute abysmal start to his junior season kind of gets a little reset now come back next year show everybody that was just a fluke Show you're a top three round guy, and then go get your money. State of Alabama today. The governor there, Kay Ivey, who I think is a Republican. Uh, this is through April the fifth, effective this afternoon. All gatherings of twenty five or more are prohibited. Restaurants, bars, breweries, similar establishments shall not permit any on presence consumption of food or drink. Uh, all beaches closed, effective today at 5 p.m. So mm. all the Gulf of Mexico uh, beaches are closed. Uh, preschools, child care centers will be closed, effective at the at the close of business today. All hospitals, nursing home, long-term care facilities shall prohibit all visitation with the exception of certain compassionate care situations such as maternity and end of life. All elective dental and medical procedures shall be delayed, effective immediately. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I mean, kudos to her. I think is what I my my general yeah. reaction is. Okay, well, you know, and and April fifth is two weeks from now. I mean, we're right a little more than two weeks from now. It's I'm very- pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Vanderbilt's hospital here has put a big time uh, adjustment to their visitor policy. I think it's only like one adult can come in for like the NICU or any outpatient surgery, like they're not allowing anyone to come in just out of precautionary. But my thing, I guess my question here is, I don't know if you can really enforce it. I mean, can you lay these quote unquote laws down and then, 
you know, hey, if you're seen out with people in a group, 25 or more people, you're going to get arrested. I mean, is there something you can do there? Because, <laughs> I mean, maybe that'll get people to take it serious. I, I don't know. But because like you said, you were at Blind Pig a week ago and it was packed. Yeah, I was, I was there on Saturday smart. night. It was absolutely slammed. Good for, and, and I mean, good for Blind Pig, but it just it was like, whoa, man, are you guys not paying attention? And I had just that morning moved Campbell out of her dorm at Arkansas, and I was surprised mm. at how many people, and I'm not picking on young people and, and their families because, I mean, I'm an idiot too, but how many people were like, man, this came out of nowhere. This came out of the blue, and it's like, well, not really. But anyway. Yeah. Uh We'll we'll wrap it up there because it's hard to it's hard to give you anything more concrete than that. Other than uh, we are we will continue to monitor the Zachary Evans watch minute by minute, and as soon as we are given an indication that the all clear is there and that Zach Evans can take his visits, we will update those by mile markers. That that is Zach's assignment. He is to update us by the mile marker. Okay. All right. Um. In in all seriousness, I'm I'm talking a lot to. Uh, to a lot of the rivals national guys here and there and, and keeping an eye peeled on Twitter for a lot of the transfer portal stuff. Cause I think basketball is going to continue to develop day by day with, I mean, it just seems like every single day there's somebody jumping into the transfer portal. Um, Neil, I don't even think Greg Marshall is going to be able to feel a basketball team at the rate that Wichita state's going. They're all getting um, out of there. <laughs> he's lost like his, I think it's six guys now. Um, so I, it's it's wild, but um, but yeah, we'll we'll do our best to to give you what we can. Um, but as of now, you know these, you know football and basketball kids aren't taking visits, so I don't anticipate them really making any decisions anytime soon, unless they've already taken visits and have made you know those connections. All right, Zach, appreciate you. Uh, again, our thanks to Dead Soxie for uh, for their help to Corey Clark and the people at Clark Ford. Thanks uh, to them as well. DeadSoxy.com, uh, 30% off if you just enter the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. For Zach Barry, I'm Neil McCready. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast. Until then, take care.